Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. I'm still broadcasting from my cell phone because the phone on the bright red desk is dead. AT&T, we're not happy with you. Uh, it's been since September 10th. Um, it went out right before my birthday. And uh, they have dispatched, I want to say, seven different people. They come, they they see, they close the ticket, they leave, and they don't fix the friggin' phone. So we're still on the cell phone. Hopefully the in and out quality that people complain about, I have no control. I'm talking to it. It's as close as it can be. My bars are big, but, you know, it's a cell phone. That's why I like my landline. Um, so at any rate, what we do here on the weekly weather is we talk about the weather in the week ahead and what you can anticipate and how you can use it and work with it productively. And as you know, we are having kind of wild times. I had talked to you last week about watching for that Uranus squaring the nodes. Uranus and Taurus is squaring the nodes of fate. And as planets have been rolling through the Scorpio point uh, and triggering it or triggering the other edges of it um, with the lunations or with whatever, it's been activated. So we had the bombs mailed. We had the synagogue shooting. We had uh, Barack Obama coming out being mad. I'm like, wow, Barack's mad. That's pretty interesting. Calling Trump a liar out loud in a speech. I was like, really? Wow. Saying, yeah, you can't pass a tax cut because the Senate's out of business. They're closed, and they can't pass a tax cut before the election. He's lying to you people. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, You know, we've never had the Democratic leadership or the leadership of one party receive bombs you know, to kill off the titular leaders, whether they're, you know, they're not, I mean, like Kamala Harris got a bomb, Maxine Waters got a bomb. Uh, It was kind of like Trump's enemy list getting a bomb. So I was like, all right, this is really interesting. Uranus, of course, is explosions. Thank God nobody was killed. And then, of course, you know, I kind of thanked the heavens that nobody got killed. And then we just had the synagogue shooting uh, in Pittsburgh. So it is very volatile energy. And it's going to continue until March, okay? So as every as things fill it, it's going to activate. Now, I'm going to have a webinar on it called The Big Shift uh, because we are having a big shift the week of the elections. We're having Uranus go backwards into Aries. We're having the nodes of fate go backwards into Cancer. So they're continuing their shift, but they're getting out of fixed signs, going into action-oriented signs. And we're going to have Jupiter going into Sag. So we're going to have a big shift that week of election, plus a new moon, plus a bunch of other hoo-ha. This week we get a little ready for the big shift because Venus goes backwards into Libra. going to trigger it, okay? She's going to trigger the nodes, um, which means some woman thing. You know, it will be in the news, uh, Venus and Scorpio. We had the guy getting his fingers cut off in uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily pleasant news with this. It's also unexpected changes. And people making like, okay, I get it. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm finished. You know, those kind of reactions is very, very Uranian, okay? And Uranus is right at the edge of Taurus. He's at the very zero degree, but he's going to go backwards into Aries where he gets a little feisty. So we want to know that this energy is pretty volatile and we want to work with it as consciously as we can. And, you know, we can bring a great deal of consciousness to it on a personal level, on a um, collective level, not so much. 
because, you know, the collective doesn't have consciousness. It has reaction. So our job is to kind of go, okay, you know, what do we what do we want to do with this? And and I would encourage you as it gets triggered, and I'll give you the dates it's going to get triggered on, because there's a couple of them this next week. We can expect stuff similar to uh, the stuff that we've been working with, with this kind of sudden like, really, what's happening? Really, what's what 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 what? We you know you kind of go what, and we have that uh, uh, kind of energy. Um, the other thing that's happening is this uh, Sunday or Monday rather. I'm going to be uh, working with uh, the women I'm uh, traveling with to Tuscany, and we're going to have an online um, thing where you can come and ask us questions uh, and talk to us about it. So the information is posted on my website. That's going to be Monday night, um, uh, a Zoom session with Bronwyn and me and Jane uh, Reeves, and it's going to be the Mac link is on my site, and you can join us. Uh, this, you know, seeing it, you can link on that way. Uh, so it's available for you to watch, and you can watch it when we're live, or you can watch us afterwards. And so it's going to be at 7 o'clock Monday night, Eastern Time, 4 o'clock Pacific. Um, and, it, and it is available for you to look at either. We'll record it, so it'll be out there with answering questions about the trip, because people have questions, and we're going to talk to you. And invite you to come to Tuscany, uh, May 9th to the 15th. So the Zoom link, if you do Zoom, you know the number. The number is 503-114-032. And you basically go to zoom.us and you put in join the meeting uh, where the little box is. You type in the number, 503-114-032. And it'll be me and Bronwyn and Jane talking to you about what the week in Tuscany will be like. And hopefully you'll join us. Um, It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And if you can't join us, you can watch the link later. We'll put it up on the website so you can you can follow along or as you know get your questions answered. Um, and it's live; you don't have to show your face. You can just type in a question. So for those of you who are a little shy and don't want your face seen on Zoom, uh, so that's that's Monday. And then next Monday, two weeks—not this Monday, but the week out—I'm going to do a webinar on the big shift, um, and that will be talking about you know this big change that we're going to have with all of the um, stuff. It's actually next Sunday, the 4th, is the big shift. And that, of course, is daylight savings time. So you'll have had an extra hour of sleep. Remember to set the clocks back next Saturday night. Then fall back and get an extra hour. I always love that hour. Spring, spring forward always makes me like, oh, I'm so tired. But fall back, we get that extra hour. So I'll also have a webinar on the big shift, which will be discussing the... Um, the shift of the planets into new signs that takes place that week of elections. And it's big. So it's, uh, and it kind of refocuses our reality on a major level. And it says, okay, baby, go grow it. You know, we've been talking about your vision for a year and a half. Now go grow your vision. And obviously this Uranus squaring the nodes is inviting us to look at the vision, to look at our own personal vision and see what we want and then kind of go, oh, wow, that is that the vision I want or is there something else? Vesta is still out of bounds uh, in the in the sky, um, and that nodal square is big, and Venus is going to trigger it this week uh, as she goes backwards into Libra. So we're going to have some woman's story kicking up this week, and that will take place on uh, Wednesday, Halloween. So kind of watch for that, maybe the day before. 
Um, okay, so let's talk about the moons and what's coming ahead. And uh, the energy of the week is pretty um, intense, uh, not as bad as last week uh, in intensity, but definitely intense. And then next week, very intense. That's the election week. Um, so we just know we're in wild times, and our job when we're in wild times is to uh, – I used to have a wonderful therapist, and she would say, okay, ready to go out and battle the world? And I'd be like, yeah. And she goes, okay, you got your shield? I'm like, got my shield. She goes, got your helmet? We'd put our hands on her head. Got my helmet. Got your sword? I said, got my sword. Ready to go out, you know, because you, you tend to go to therapy when you're having a hard time. And we would do this shield, helmet, uh Sword. Yep. Ready, ready to go, you know, ready to go out in the world. So we're going to not necessarily go out in the world to do battle, but we're going to go out in the world to be aware of the fact that the world is full of changes. And our job, should we decide to accept it, is to maneuver them and navigate them as best we can heading towards love, right? So right now, the last little bits of the North Node in Leo say to us, well, what is it you love? Head towards what you love and expect unexpected. You know, when something happens that you go, wow, that I didn't expect that, honor it. And I also just want to put in a little plug. <laughs> I went to see A Star is Born twice this week, okay? Um, when you need a good cry, go see this movie. I went to see it on Thursday, Wednesday. I had a day off, and a friend came in, and we had lunch, and she went off to teach her class, and I went off to see A Star is Born. All by myself, just sat there sobbing away. And then uh, I have a good friend who's moving away to England, and so we went out to celebrate her move, went out for dinner and had a nice little outdoor dinner because it was actually almost warm enough to eat outside because the restaurant we went to was overbooked, and the guy was like, yeah, you can eat on the out, you can eat outside. So we had a nice outside al fresco, the last al fresco of the year for sure. And then we went to see A Star is Born and cried again. Um, so if you need a good cry, go see A Star is Born. And that last song that they released, they just released, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper just released it, I'll Never Love Again. Let me tell you, you know, if, if you're mourning, you're releasing, you need a good cry, put that song on and just sit by your desk and cry. Um, and so I encourage that this week, right, because this is very releasing energy. And you want to you wanna watch where you release, right, because the emotional energy is very potent, the Scorpio planets are filling out this T-square, making it a grand cross. You need an emotional release. And those are the ones that are moving through. The, the Uranus and the nodes are in position and staying that way through February. But whenever anything goes through Scorpio, and this week it's Venus clicking it off, at retrograde, you know, we're going to go, ah, oh, man, you know. Uh, so what, if you need a good cry, that's a great movie, you know, or find the things on TV or on your Internet that make you cry. Um, yeah, I've been crying at puppy movies lately because I know I'm doing a lot of releasing. <laughs> uh, and, and that's good. And so honored that this is a big release, emotionally releasing week. We are in the time of Scorpio. We do have Mercury next to Jupiter, which is very, very emotionally rich. We have four planets in Scorpio, uh, and that's a lot. And um, they're all toss. They're also talking to Neptune in Pisces, right? So there's a lot of emotional resonance that's up there. So if you find you need a good cry, I recommend A Star Is Born, or you know whatever whatever vehicle you use to cry with, because you may find. 
it mean you need an emotional drop. And then, of course, the regular emotional stuff, baths, showers, walking in the water, getting a massage, getting some body work. You're going to find places that are really old, want to release and let go. It's very much rupturing of pipes, you know, watching for water leaks, that kind of energy. A lot of water flowing energy, high water content leak. Um, of course, it's raining here. Well, it's not raining today, but it was pouring rain yesterday, um, the first nor'easter of the season. Uh, and um, we just watch that energy, watch how it plays out in your life. All right, so let's talk about the moons. Uh, moons for the week, Monday moon. Today, the moon's in, in uh, Cancer. Uh, it's, it's void right now, actually. It's void in Gemini. And it goes into Cancer tonight at 7.27 p.m. And it's in Cancer Sunday night and all day Monday. And it goes void at 10.31 p.m. Tuesday night. And it goes void with a trine to Mercury. Okay, so moon in Cancer tonight, Monday, Tuesday, cry, cry, cry. Uh, It's void for about 10 minutes on Tuesday night. And then it enters Leo the 30th. It's in Leo um, on... uh, what you It's in Leo Tuesday night. It's in Leo Wednesday, all day Wednesday, Halloween. And then it's in Leo all day Thursday, All Saints Day. And then it goes void with a sextile to Venus. Okay, so the moon in Leo goes void with a sextile to Venus. And what's going to happen is Venus is going to go retrograde into Libra uh, and also trigger Uranus on Halloween. All right, so that's a big one. Um, and I know, you know, there's a parade here in the village in New York City. And when I was younger, I used to go to the parade. You know, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I, you know, it, there, it well, at some point, I'm trying to remember when it was, it got like darker, you know, it got like a darker energy to it. And, you know, people in masks were able to get away with things, you know, because it was a darker, it had a darker feel to it. So with all the aspects on Halloween, I'm looking forward to it being a a difficult day, okay? So um, do the trick-or-treating on the 30th if you can. Um, So the moon's in Leo on Thursday, and it goes void at 1231 on Friday uh, morning with a nice closing aspect of a trine uh, a trine to Venus, moon sextiles Venus. And then the moon enters Virgo Friday, middle of the night, 148. It's in Virgo all day Friday, all day Saturday, the 3rd. And on Sunday, it goes void at 226 in the morning. Again, these are East Coast times with a sextile to Jupiter. And then it enters Libra early on at 4 o'clock in the morning on the 4th. And it's in Libra on Sunday and Monday the 5th. And it goes void with a closing aspect of a conjunction to Venus. So this week, the closing aspects are all pleasant. So that means that we have uh, good energy to work with. The energy is productive, moves us forward, is helpful. And the energy is running through Cancer, which is what we nurture. Leo, which is what we create. Virgo, which is how we serve. And Libra, which is how we partner. Okay. Um, so kind of watching those energies and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. We also have daylight savings time, which is fabulous. So next Saturday the 3rd, uh, they get an extra hour of sleep. Also this week, we are uh, it's when the veils are the thinnest. We are in Samhain. Some people call it Samheim. I'm, I'm 
open to whatever version you want. It's like aluminum, aluminium, same same word, different pronunciations, depending on if you're Brit or you're U.S. So at any rate, it's when the veils are the thinnest. It's a cross-quarter day. We're halfway through fall. Uh, and it's when the, uh, in the Celtic tradition, this is the Celtic New Year, it's when the souls cross over. And one of the things you would do is you would dress up to scare them off so they wouldn't take you. You know, the demons wouldn't get you on this day when the veil is thin between our world and there. Um, back when I was younger, I was in a kind of a meditation group. We meditated on the um, on this day and went down to kind of visualize. I don't know, it was really weird visualization, but it was the year my grandmother had passed, my favorite grandmother. And um, we went down to kind of, it's kind of like a cattle crossing. <laughs> it was really kind of weird. But anyway, we were down there watching. Then grandma came walking along. And I'm like, hi, Grandma. And she's like, hi. And I walked with her for a little bit, and then she went over to the other side. And it was kind of weird, but it was um, it was very interesting. So it's kind of like a giant crossover day. It also is when ghosts want to talk to you. So it's if you want to talk to one of your missing relatives or your elder relatives, a good time to do it because uh, they can scooch over and then scooch back really quickly. Um, but it's an interesting it's an interesting day, Bill, uh, Sam Hine, because or Sam Han, however you want to say it, aluminium, aluminum, they both work. Um, but it is a cross quarter day, and it is the day when we are really working with the energy being very, very uh, connected and very connected in a deep way to our being. And so, um, as of course, it really truly marks the middle of fall. So we're heading into the fall fall part, which is also um, kind of a crossover time. <laughs> All the leaves and trees and we see those houses on the highway that we hadn't noticed before. Okay, let me get my charts. Alrighty. So in the week ahead um, the sun is uh, running uh, to 15 Scorpio um, between and runs from 6 Scorpio to 15 Scorpio. So that's anything between 6 and 15 gets activated. We also have the sun paralleling Venus and Mars. Uh, and Venus and Mars aren't talking to each other per se. They're in, a, one's in Scorpio, the other's in Aquarius. But the sun is paralleling them by declination. And what that means is, is they're particularly potent energies, and that's going to be on November 3rd and 5th. You know, what you desire and how you want to take action. The sun is very quiet right now. This is not a week for... Uh, ego illumination. This is a big emotional week, okay? And Mercury this week is very busy, as is Venus. So we're going to be working with deep emotions rather than ego concept. Uh, so kind of watch for the deep emotions to surface. Mercury this week is running from 26 Scorpio to 6 Sagittarius, which means he clips through Scorpio, entering Sag on October 31st, Halloween, and then he's in Sag from Halloween through November 5th. And he's stirring up a lot of stuff. You know, he meets up with Jupiter on the 29th, which is a deep emotional day, Mercury and Jupiter meeting. And Mercury in Scorpio is pretty passionate. He also parallels Pluto on the 29th. And he also trines Chiron on the 29th. So there's a lot of hoo-ha on the 29th. Like I said, this week's big and emotional um, and intense. He has an opposition to the partnership planets on the 30th, and he's pretty angry. And then on the 31st, he enters Sagittarius. 
Now, Mercury in Sagittarius is considered not a great place because he tends to have a lot more information and he gets a little distracted. Um, And so a lot of information flying at you, particularly right out of the gate, he clips off Uranus and Venus. So um, he's aspecting them on the 31st. 31st is a hard day. Halloween's hard this year. Mercury is also aspecting the nodes of fate, and he's also uh, aspecting Saturn that day. So whatever happens on Halloween this year, we're all going to remember, uh, and the lead up to it is, of course, the 30th and the 29th, where the story is being set. Probably on the 29th when we find out, you know, whenever, whatever happens on the 31st, we're going to hear about it. It started really on the 29th. And then we have Mercury aspecting Pluto, Saturn, and Uranus, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, saying, okay, how do we want to handle this? What do we want to do? Um, what's the point, Mercury and uh, Sag? And, you know, one of the things, you know, on the Internet was, uh, you know, you go to church and you go to temple, and they were reading the names and the ages of the people who were killed in temple in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, you know, the comment was, well, if they had an armed guard in temple, and I, I just was like, really? We have to go to Temple and carry a gun and hire someone just in case someone wants to come and shoot up a bunch of old people? All these people were over 60. All the people that got killed were over 60. Some of them were 90. You know, I was just like, wow, wow, what are we at? Where are we at? And so that Mercury in Scorpio and then the Mercury in Sag, um, Sagittarius is a preacher and a teacher. And uh, it answers to the Jupiter in Scorpio, very intense, right? And then Jupiter's going to switch into Sag, the big shift that I'm going to do a webinar on next week. But um, energetically, there's this huge uh, evocative change. Venus this week uh, runs, she's in Scorpio. She is going retrograde, right? She's retrograde. So she's in zero Scorpio, triggering Uranus, particularly on the 31st, her opposition there. Now, you've heard all these different aspects on the 31st, right? You know those big news days, Wednesday again. Um, And then she goes into uh, Sag. I'm sorry, she goes into Libra on the 31st at 341, right after she opposes Uranus. Now, when she goes into Libra, one of the things that she's going to trigger is the Saturn-Pluto conjunction from 1981-82. And that was the Reagan years, right? Um, and the politics have really changed since then. But back then, we had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Libra, and we're now getting ready for it to take place in Capricorn next year, in 2019 and 2020, where we get to see what, what happened over the last 38 years and how we've been doing, right? So as Venus goes into Libra and triggers that over the next couple of days, November 2nd, November 3rd, there's going to be some kind of reckoning or looking at leadership or how leadership works or what our understanding of leadership is. Because Venus likes being in Libra, but she has some pretty hard aspects. So she squares the nodes of fate on the 30th. She's linked up with Mars on the 29th by declination. So the feminine and the masculine are collaborating. She's in an opposition to Uranus on the 31st. She transitions on the 31st into Libra. And then she has a bunch of crabby aspects the rest of the week. So the feminine, even though she's in Libra, which supposedly is a little bit nicer, she's still cranky. <laughs> she's not happy. 
Um, it's not as bad as when she's in Scorpio, but she's still cranky. So she has a an aspect to Neptune, you know, depression or sadness on the second. And then she has a bunch of stuff with Chiron and Jupiter and partnerships on the third. Again, partnership energies are really under stress. Uh, Uranus squaring the nodes. Are so you keeping this partnership? You're getting rid of it. And it doesn't have to be a person. It has to be a relationship that you've had with something or someone that has supported you, helped you, guided you. Are you finished with it? Do you want to change it up? So the, the, the square has a great deal of um, uh, choice-making energy. So we're making choices this week. That's another way to think of it. Uh, and clarity around choices. Where sometimes we're not clear, this will be when we are clear. Uh, Mars this week, not doing a whole lot. He's traveling between 19 and 23, 24, uh, Aquarius. But he has a semi-square to Saturn on the 29th. Again, the setup for the 31st. Uh, the 31st is going to be big. And then he has a mad aspect on November 4th when he sextiles Eris. Um, so Mars is kind of like the same way with the sun, right? The Both of them don't have a lot of aspects this week. It's all about the emotions, the feelings, and the communications. Jupiter this week is in Scorpio, 28 and 29. Next week he shifts into Sag. Whenever a planet's at the last degree, we have a shout-out to the beginning of the degrees, which, of course, was last October when he went into Scorpio and we had the Harvey Weinstein story kick up. This week we're finishing up, this week and next week we're finishing up the Me Too movement in the sense of the reveals have happened. We're now going into the judgment and the jury and the justice phase of it. Consciousness has been raised. So this next week we'll watch that consciousness get raised. November 1st especially because Jupiter is trying to uh, Chiron, offering a healing journey. And he's also sextile to Pallas Athena, helping you see the patterns. And then uh, he is opposite to Juno, the planet of relationships and partnerships, and says, well, maybe not partnering with you anymore because the oppositions often make us separate or make us look at things in a different way. So I know um, when we're dealing with, this, the, with these energies, you know, part of what we do is we, we get a little conscious. So I've found it interesting or instructive, you know, in different times with different people you know, just kind of to say something to see what the what their assessment is. What did they think? And so I've been doing that uh, with different people. And they kind of go, yeah. And then they weigh in with their vision, their version. So it's been fascinating. You know, uh, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with the president of uh, the board, a board I'm on. And I said something to her. And, uh, you know, her background, is, she's a Jungian analyst, she's a therapist, she was a nun um, when she was younger and left the convent. And so, you know, kind of a straight arrow Catholic girl, right? Um, still Catholic. And so we had this kind of conversation about, you know, the Me Too movement and the Kavanaugh nomination because I hadn't seen her over the summer. And she made a number of pissy remarks. And I'm like, wow, it's like this, this, it's a deeper story. It's a deeper story. So look for the story to really have a kick ending this week with Jupiter and Scorpio um, as it goes forward. Planets, these planet points, and it says, okay, you know, what are we doing? Um, 
Saturn is in a biquintile to Juno, uh, you know, on the 31st, <laughs> saying, well, you partnered with this, so now you got it. What do you want to do with it? And then uh, Uranus is in conjunct to Athena on the world point, helping us see things we hadn't seen, helping us understand patterns, and that's on November 4th. That's the weekend after whatever happens on October 30th and 31st. Remember, trick-or-treat early this year. Um, and then Chiron is opposite Athena, so we, we come to understand how we've wounded ourselves. And Chiron is also sextile Juno, saying how do we want a partner going forward. We also have Pallas Athena very strongly uh, this week. She's in the last degrees of Virgo, and then she enters justice. Now, Pallas Athena, Pallas Athena rules Athens. She's the, the Acropolis on the top of the Plakta in, in downtown Athens. And she was the strategic warrior energy. But she's very active this week, you know. Uh, and she's in Virgo, which is her service sign. But then she enters Libra. And then she has an aspect with those nodes of fate on November 5th. So there's a huge energy uh, in the sky. Um, and again, our job when we're working with these energies on a personal level is just to know schedule light for the 30th and the 31st and maybe even the 1st because you're going to have a lot of stuff running and um, a lot of a lot of aha moments this week. And... Um, you know, that's that's the week it's going to be. Um, you know, you can't make this stuff up anymore. I kind of wish I could. But I look and I go, oh, man, Wednesday again. All right, Wednesday's coming. So, uh, but it's consciousness, too. It helps us get conscious. It helps us become aware. And so your job, should you decide to accept it, is to be as conscious and aware as possible and as uh, cognizant of what the heavens are asking you and to choose towards luck. With that Uranus op coming to the North Node, choose towards love. And as the choices are presented to you, say, what's the loving path? What's the kind path? And, and take that one to the best of your ability. And that is it for me, Ann Ortley, signing off here from the bright red desk on the cell phone. The phone company is supposed to come next week. We'll see if AT&T fixes it. Verizon, actually it's Verizon. They subcontract to AT&T's work and... I'm not impressed with them as a subcontractor, I must say. But hopefully the phone comes back, and hopefully you have a good week, and just really, really remember to breathe. And cry if you need to. Go see Lady Gaga. She'll make you cry your eyes out. Take care. Lots of love, and or at least signing off from the bright red desk. Bye.